Tangerine Games Part 2. Two weeks ago I was talking about elements that make games exciting, and specifically about shortage games. This time I talk about another element that brings tension into games, and I call this element the unknown resolution, or short X, the unknown, as an homage that only owners of the ancient game Swords and Sorcery will understand, as there was a character named like that in that game. The unknown is not the oldest game mechanic in existence, but one can pinpoint its age by assuming that it is at least as old as card or dice games, so it's as old as it gets. Each card game knows the factor of the unknown, as with each draw of a random new hand, the player will have a totally different situation. In effect, the drawn hand will create a dynamic in that particular game, and the better the card game, the more possibilities you will have to win, even with a bad hand. The most sophisticated game of that category is probably Bridge, as the complicated bidding system makes winning with even a very bad hand well possible. The drawing of an unknown card is always a moment filled with tension. Will it be the right card? Will it make my current situation better, or will it make it worse? In Texas Hold'em, the moment where the last card is flipped open can be unbearably exciting, as anybody knows. Let me make it clear that I'm not talking about the science of randomness here. That's a theme from my esteemed colleague of Game Tech. I'm talking about the anticipation associated with the unknown. War games have probably introduced the so-called unknown resolution, which is very often associated with a roll of dice. Until then, dice were mostly used in betting or in generating movement points for games like Bergammon or Pachisi. But now they suddenly have a new role. One player sends his armies to battle. He can know the relative strengths of his and his opponent's armies, but he cannot know for certain the outcome of the battle. The CRT, Combat Results Table, is the classical unknown resolution system, although there are also others like the dice comparing system of risk or the hit or no hit system of Axis and Allies. And there are completely diceless systems as well. There's even a game which bases its whole existence on the principle of the unknown or the fog of war, as it is also called in war games, and that is the simple but surprisingly exciting game Strategio, at least until you have played it to death with your kid brother. The resolution of a battle will always be an exciting moment in a war game, and I would actually consider it to be one of the elements that make war games so fascinating. The most tension-filled combat resolution system I know is the one used in the classic Dune by Eon, not exactly a typical war game. There are no dice, but each player secretly decides how many troops he will sacrifice. The troops he sacrifices will always be destroyed, but one needs to sacrifice more than your opponent. In addition, you add a secret leader from your reserve to your combat wheel, each with different combat strengths. There are also cards that you can use to protect your leader or attack the leader of your opponent. It is even possible to create an atomic explosion that destroys everything if you use a last gun against a shield. In addition, your leader could be bribed, or the leader of your opponent could be bribed, making it an automatic win. All these very different elements combine to make an extremely exciting and tension-filled moment of the resolution of the unknown, one that is far from being random, as any player of Dune knows well. Of course, the unknown can take other forms than the flip of a card or the roll of combat dice. Especially the 80s saw a flood of so-called exploration games, in which the players flip over hex tiles to explore an unknown continent, for example. One early example of this is Spanish Main, an underrated game by the excellent Francis Tresham, that featured a very clever system of generating an always different American continent. The exploration of the unknown is often a staple of fantasy, science fiction, and specifically role-playing type games, to which the element of exploration fits best.
Great examples of games including excellent exploring the unknown features are Magic Realm, but also Talisman, with its mixture of Pachisi and board exploration through the placement of adventure cards. But there are also non-fantasy games that feature the exploration of the unknown, notably Source of the Nile, a game in which the African continent is completely mapped out by British explorers in the 19th century. Suffice it to say that whatever your personal game preferences will be, the element of the unknown will always be something that is most certainly part of the games you play, as this is part of the biggest lure that games can have to people, and that is defining games as entering a situation in which there is no set outcome even though there is a set of rules which stay the same. That's as philosophical as I will get today. Until next time, when the Mufti of Zabimbaland will court the mysterious shrubble tribble in the crescendo of doom. Thank you for listening. And if you were wondering what these noises in the background were, this is my son, Milo. Six months. Bye-bye. Random strategy tip number three by Moritz. Many of you have tried, probably unsuccessfully like me, to use Vassal the online board gaming engine. Here's a little tip for starters. Don't unzip the game module file that you want to use. Vessel actually accesses the file in zip format, not in unzipped format. This is documented nowhere for some reason and gave me some problems. Vessel is also known to have a lot of problems with war games in general. Very often it will downright refuse to play them or there will be complaints about too long rulebooks. Vassal's attitude to war games can be simply summed up by if it has no orcs in it or if the rules are longer than 20 pages, forget it, pal. Even so, Vassal has always expressed a strange adoration of the game Duel of Ages, which, at its heart, is of course a war game. This adoration can take various forms, but mostly Vassal will mention this game every 10 minutes or so in a pop-up window. This is comparable to the quirk of its competitor program, He Lee, to talk about Lost Cities as some kind of glorified racco again and again. Vassal has proven itself to be a sound advisor in religious matters, and it is especially this ability, combined with a generous love of people and games in general, that make this program so special and worth seeking out every two weeks. If you need any more help with Vassal, you might either consider joining the Dice Tower Guild at BoardGameGeek.com or contact Vassal directly at TomVassal at gmail.com. One thing you shouldn't expect there is the Spanish Inquisition. Is the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, well, I guess I actually did expect the Spanish Inquisition. That's why it won't work. Because the Spanish Inquisition only appears when you expect it the least. <laughs>